So we've been wanting to see uh, how this labor agreement is going to go, and uh, obviously it makes a big difference on a, uh, a contract this big. But uh, obviously, we're optimistic, and our goal is to get it done before uh, you know before the uh, before you have to tag last day to tag. Are there plans to talk to uh, his guys while you're, you guys are here? We have. Uh, will we talk to him? Yes. Hopefully so. We don't have a firm meeting set up yet, but the intent would be to to visit with him. He also has several of our, our other players as well. You know, last time I did back, would that help or hurt you guys a little bit? Do I? By pushing the, the franchise tag back a couple of days, does that Man. help or help? More time always helps, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know that it hurts or helps, but it certainly, I don't think it hurts at all. Why haven't you guys talked since early in the season? I just don't think, uh, you know, we've had our hands around what the next steps are. And, uh, you know, we were pretty, uh, you know, obviously we didn't end up getting it done because they were pretty entrenched with their thoughts and we were pretty entrenched with our thoughts. And uh, I think really that's the facts of where we work. Right. Certainly we've done a lot of thinking about it and looking at it and we'll see where we end up. Any, any hindsight or that maybe that was a mistake by being? I'm not going to hindsight. Okay. You, you, you'd like not to use a franchise tag on them. You'd like to do a long-term deal. But yes. if you have to franchise tag is it accurate to say it would be the exclusive variety you know i'm not going to get into any of the details of the mm -hmm. contract right franchising and that type of thing right our goal is to get it done with Dak, and i know he wants to be here and we want him to be here long term and you know he's our guy uh, you know, we've got nothing but the highest regards for him and we want to get the deal done however the deadline has now come and passed for Prescott and the Cowboys to meet in the middle and strike an accord on a long-term deal, meaning Prescott will now have to settle for a cool $31.4 million and playing on the franchise tag this season, allowing him to bet on himself in hopes of cashing in on some long-term job security once the last down of football is played in 2020. Jeff Cobb is a sports reporter and weekend sports anchor for Fox 4 in Dallas. He joined me this week to discuss the path forward for Prescott and the Cowboys as the two sides look to put the contract impasse in the rearview mirror in hopes of capturing the ultimate prize at the end of the season. I'm Kevin McShann. Let's have this conversation. of all, we want to take some time to welcome you to the show, and we're excited to talk a little Cowboys football and, and Dak Prescott uh, with you this afternoon. So uh, glad to see you today, and thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me on, Kev. Appreciate it. 
So when we look at uh, what happened uh, with the contract uh, situation with uh, Prescott and the Cowboys, I'm wondering if you can finish this sentence for me. Why don't you think uh, Dak Prescott has a contract, a long-term extension? I think it's pretty simple. I think Jerry Jones is stubborn. Uh, it was pretty clear throughout um, the latter part of of these negotiations, what the sticking point was. You had Jerry and the team wanted Dak to sign for five years and Dak only wanted to sign for four years. And since they really started negotiating, really this time last year, Kevin, uh, Dak has just gained leverage over time. And it, it's kind of mind boggling why Jerry and, and the brass of the Cowboys didn't do what they needed to do to get a deal done by now as he just continues to gain leverage and you know you see the Patrick Mahomes deal come down you still got a Deshaun Watson out there and, and other guys that'll be coming so the price tag we think will still go up for Dak over time obviously now they can't negotiate um, until after the season because he's on the franchise tag but that's really the bottom line Dak was never going to settle or, or take a discount he he's made peanuts compared uh, to what he's making now on the tag and, and what he will make with a long-term deal. So why was he going to compromise with Jerry Jones? And Jerry didn't budge, so here we are. And you bring this up, and I totally agree with you in terms of the Cowboys losing leverage. I don't think that should have waited until the last year of his contract to get this done. Uh, they started a negotiations the pro previous season on a long-term deal but never uh, finish it. So do you think that played a role in uh, uh, Prescott getting a leverage? Um, Dak never seemed to mind that this thing came down to the final season. Dak's not a guy that's phased by much, um, you know, at least not outwardly from anything we can tell. He, he didn't mind playing out the final year of his contract. Um, we would ask him about it. Uh, in locker room sessions, he would just put the cowboy, his literal cowboy hat on and, and basically say, I'm going to be a cowboy. Uh, so he's felt confident that something will get done. And I think he probably still does. But I, I do think he's frustrated now. And he didn't outwardly say that. But his brother put out a tweet. I don't know if you saw. I uh, did, yeah. He was, Tad, uh, Tad Prescott, his older brother, he was frustrated. And I don't think that he would have, tweeted what he did if he didn't know that Dak was feeling a similar frustration. So that concerns me a little bit uh, moving forward. And, and hopefully, if, for Cowboys fans, hopefully they will be able to come together on, on something going forward. But it gets interesting now, too, when you, when you look at the franchise tag and how that works, they could potentially tag Dak two more times, actually. It won't happen because next year would be about $38 million and then the following year would be up in the $50 million range. So that will never happen. But, yeah, it's financially uh, unattainable, I, I, I right? Think, so. I think some people, you know, have the sense now that they try and tag him next year as well. And, and I think that would really not sit well with Dak. So do you think, I know that he had uh, discussions or, or previous discussions with Kirk Cousins who's, uh, who told him not to be afraid of the tag. Do you think that uh, played into his decision at all to sort of wait it out? It could have. It definitely could have. I mean, everyone saw how Kirk had this unprecedented uh, success with, with playing things out and getting the money he's, 
he's gotten. And for not being a top five quarterback, I mean, you have to give Kirk Cousins a lot of credit, right, for, for accomplishing that. Dak is he's been willing to bet on himself and and I guarantee you even this this past week when they didn't get the deal done I'm sure that Dak's uh agents asked him hey do you want to give in and, and get this thing done and I'm sure Dak had the final say in saying hey let's roll the dice one more time do you think his agent played uh a role in this at all and sort of influencing his decision because uh he uh certainly works for the client but uh todd friend has sort of lately had a uh hard stance on negotiating with the joneses so, so where do you think uh his um situation lies there oh i certainly do i do and dak is you know, especially during the season, Dak will always say, I'm not even thinking about the contract deal. That's what he said this past fall. That's all Todd France and his team. So, um, um, and if you're Todd France, I mean, this is one of your bigger clients. So you're going to put whatever time and, and um, you're going to hold out to, to get the best possible deal. And, and that's still what they're going to do. And hey, just because you didn't get a long-term deal done now, you're still making $31.4 million on the tag this year. Uh, that's a nice consolation prize, isn't right. it? Right. Um, when we look at Dak as a player, certainly uh, he had career highs in uh, passing yards this year, but or last year the, the Cowboys were only eight and eight, and certainly he hasn't risen to the level of of Patrick Mahomes and sort of that elite level, but he's been uh, fairly consistent. So where do you think he uh, fits in in terms of? what he's worth uh, to the Cowboys and what he would be worth on the open market in your opinion? Ah, man. Uh, I still think Dak Prescott is a top 10 quarterback. I don't, I, he's not a Patrick Mahomes. I think anyone would be crazy to assess that. Um, I think he'd make a lot of money on the open market. I think, I think just look at the reality of what it is to be a top tier say even a, a top 15 quarterback probably in this league right now, you're going to get almost a, a uh, record setting deal. You know, uh, odds are pretty good for that, that you're going to set the market every time your, your contract comes up. Um, Dak Prescott, like you said, he had, he had great numbers last year, not, you know, 4,900 passing yards. He was second only to Jameis Winston. And we, and we know Jameis Winston, despite throwing for 5,000 yards, wasn't exactly a perfect season with, with the 30 for 30 touchdowns and interceptions. So um, Dak Prescott takes a lot of blame for the issues that the, this Cowboys franchise has. Um, you know, Dak Prescott can't play defense. He can't be doing Demarcus Lawrence and Jalen Smith's job also. Um, and I expect Dak to have an even better season, assuming we, assuming we have a season this year. Um, you think about the weapons he has, and, and now you throw in CeeDee Lamb from Oklahoma to have him and a couple returning 1,000-yard receivers and Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup and, and oh, by the way, a guy uh, named Ezekiel Elliott coming out of the backfield and, oh, by the way, a new head coach in Mike McCarthy who won a Super Bowl with a guy named Aaron Rodgers. Um, you, could, you can kind of see why Dak Prescott would bet on himself still, right? Because I would feel like those numbers are going to go up. 
Yeah, absolutely. Now, just before we move on, how do you think this whole contract uh, situation is going to end? Because certainly we'll be right back here next year as well. Well, that's, that is a, uh, that's a great question, Kevin. And I'm not really sure. Uh, hopefully this isn't a cheap answer, but, but I don't know. I mean, this thing was hard to figure out even coming down the last few weeks here. Um, when you think about what's transpired, Dak, he signed the franchise tender on Father's Day. And then that left about a month window that they could have gotten this deal done. Um, seemed like enough time, a reasonable amount of time to now focus in on whatever, uh, however far they were apart and get something done. And it didn't happen. Um, a lot of people thought it would. We looked back at last summer and Ezekiel Elliott holds out and they get something done at the deadline. But then with Dak, you don't. Um, so I think, like I said earlier, there's no way he's going to get tagged two more times because they're not going to pay him that $50 million. That would just kill the salary cap. But I don't think that it would be unreasonable for um, them to tag him again uh, after this coming season. And then if you think about it, then they'll have from the tag deadline to when the deadline for players signing the tag, just like we had this year, to work that out. So I don't think that would be unreasonable. Uh, I do think they would try and get a deal done. And, and I think hopefully for the Cowboys, they would, because regardless of the business side of this, you're going to create ill will, I think, if you drag this out with Dak, if you're Jerry Jones. And uh, certainly you have a new Texan quarterback, Andrew Dalton, who uh, comes back home, for, so to speak, to um, uh, leave the b backup realm for the Cowboys. So I'm wondering uh, your thoughts on the addition of Andy Dalton to the roster. I think it's a great addition. I, I'll say off the bat, there's, there's no competition here. It's not like Andy Dalton is going to come in and challenge Dak Prescott for his job, but it's a security blanket that really um, the Cowboys have been used to having in uh, recent times, but not this past year or the last couple of years. Cooper Rush, um, I forget the exact stat. He had maybe like five pass attempts or five completions in his career uh, over the last few seasons. That was it. So to bring in a guy who's won uh, – I think he has the most wins of any Bengals quarterback all time. To have that as your backup quarterback um, is an incredible luxury to have. Uh, Jack Prescott has been a really durable guy. He's, uh, I don't think he's missed a game. Uh, he was hurt this last year, and that caught like all kinds of attention. He missed the practice for the first time, and Cooper Rush was taking the reps. Um, but you never know. And when you have so much talent like the Cowboys have, Kevin, this is a team that has talent to go to a Super Bowl. Whether or not they can put it together and actually do it uh, with the new head coach is another uh, story. But to have a guy like Andy Dalton, uh, I've compared it to what the Eagles had a few years ago when you had Nick Foles waiting there in the wings, and he was able to step up, and they won a Super Bowl. So uh, who knows how important this addition could be. Now, it's fair to say that Jason Garrett's tenure with the Cowboys was mediocre at best. He finished his tenure with a record of 85 and 67 and a 2 and 3 mark in the playoffs. And after nearly a decade of trying and failing to get the Cowboys over the hump, under Garrett's tutelage, Cowboys owner Jerry Jones has decided to go in a different direction. 
turning to veteran head coach Mike McCarthy to try and accomplish something he hasn't done since the mid-90s. Win it all. So I asked Cobb to reflect on the Garrett era, the transition to Mike McCarthy, and whether he views this season as consequentially important for the Cowboys. Well, uh, first and foremost, let me say this. I am not a Dallas Cowboys fan. I'm I'm from the New England area, so I'm a Patriots fan. But even that said, Cowboys fans, uh, they had had, a lot of them had had enough of of Jason Garrett and just the, the mediocrity that they felt came with his tenure. And there were times, um, I remember the, the Thanksgiving Day game that uh, the Cowboys lost this past year, and people had fire Jason Garrett signs in the building, and, and they were booing uh, to fire Garrett. So uh, not a surprise. There was this, um, you know, just the relationship between Jerry Jones and Jason Garrett was, was unique. I mean, Jerry Jones is a guy that's gone through I don't know what was it seven head coaches maybe before Jason Garrett and Garrett was there uh, just about as long as uh, most of them combined. Um, so I don't know exactly how people will look back on on the Garrett era. I think uh, in the end it'll be as as a mediocre, underachieving um, time. Uh, but uh, Jason Garrett did accomplish things here. I, I just think that will be overshadowed by the fact that. Uh, he was here for so long and didn't get the team back to the Super Bowl. And what do you think about the transition now to Mike McCarthy? And Mike McCarthy, okay. Um, I think it's uh, an exciting transition. I think that um, the biggest thing that we'll be watching for is how much control will Mike McCarthy have. And so far, it seems like Jerry Jones, uh, from what we've heard, uh, from, from all the conversations they had, from, from what we've said, during the introductory press conference, it sounds like McCarthy will have a lot of control over a lot of things, uh, which was something that was a big criticism of Jerry Jones with Jason Garrett, uh, that Jerry was uh, having too much control over what Garrett was and wasn't able to do. And I think the first time we really got to see any of that play out between Jones and McCarthy was during the draft uh, with drafting C.D. Lamb. And McCarthy really praised Jerry for, uh, and, and Stephen Jones for allowing um, them to, to go with the best available player in C.D. Lamb. Because wide receiver was not the top need for the Cowboys going into this draft. We were all talking cornerback or uh, defensive linemen. Those were kind of the top needs. Uh, uh, cornerback, rather, not quarterback. Uh, excuse me. So to, to be able to go with C.D. Lamb, and that was McCarthy's philosophy. He's a big uh, best player available guy when it comes to the draft so um, whether or not that will last and Jerry will butt out of what McCarthy wants him to butt out of will be interesting to see and would you characterize this season as consequentially important for the Cowboys because certainly they've put a lot of money into this team and they've made the big coaching switch so would you uh cut uh characterize this season as consequential for the Cowboys? Oh, it depends what you mean by consequential. Um, I don't think they can be eight and eight again. I think that would be a huge disappointment. That said, if they are eight and eight, what's going to happen? Um, Mike McCarthy's not going to get fired after one season. Uh, he'll, he'll be back. Uh, 
Um, I don't think that the expectation is that this team has to make the Super Bowl, but I do think people believe that they should be able to make the Super Bowl with the talent on the roster. But now last season, the, the expectation for Jason Garrett was if you don't make at least the NFC title game, or may, some people felt if you didn't make the Super Bowl, he's gone. And, and look what happened. Um, but he had a long leash of several seasons where, where it built up to that point. Uh, I think it's an important season. Um, I, I don't know what the benchmark is for uh, success or disappointment, though. I don't think we're at that. Uh, this, is a, this has to be a top four team level yet. Uh, it's tough to say with the new head coach. And finally, uh, just I'm curious, what do you uh, think about the prospect of having football this year? And where do you think the uh, Cowboys stack up with the rest of the league? Um, well, I, w I would tend to say the Cowboys should be one of the top teams in the NFC. Um, just like we we're talking about with, with the talent that's on that roster, um, including, and we've talked more about Dak and the offense, but the defense, they've made additions too. Um, secondary is a point that I'm still concerned about. You got you get a guy in Trevin Diggs in the draft out of Alabama in the second round, uh, but you lose Byron Jones, who is your top corner, goes to Miami. Um, up front, though, they've added a lot of pieces when you think of Gerald McCoy um, and, and other guys to the draft as well and, and um, uh, some of the edge rushers they've, they've brought in and are getting back. Uh, but as far as football this fall, Kevin, college football, I think, is not going to happen. High school football, I don't think, is going to happen. I think of any pro sports league, regardless of what the sport is like, I think the NFL will push forward to make things happen however they can. But right now, like, like yesterday, we saw all these guys coming out on Twitter basically roasting the league for not having a plan out yet. And they're supposed to report to training camp uh, coming up here at the end of the month. Um, so yeah, I think that's next week. Yeah. 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 Maybe the 28th. So, so it's a mess right now. And, um, I, I don't know how you, how you make it work with the, the factor of you can't play in a bubble, which is tricky. And, and even the bubble scenario that we saw, like with the MLS, that's not perfect. But right now the NBA is moving forward. The WNBA is moving forward. Uh, NHL is moving forward with it. Uh, major league baseball, they've, they're not doing the bubble setup, but they're having some decent success with, with the testing. I saw a stat come out that they had like 10,500 tests this week and only six positives. So that's very reassuring to me. Now, the difference between baseball and football is that baseball, you're not breathing down each other's necks on, on the offensive and defensive lines every play of the game. So um, I want to feel like there's going to be an NFL season somehow. I can't see it with fans right now, um, but I think that the situation is really concerning with what we've seen with this COVID-19 and, and the fact that I don't think you can control it with the college and the high school games. Hey, Jeff, we want to take a few seconds to thank you for your insights and perspective. We enjoyed uh, the conversation and want to thank you uh, for, for being here this after, afternoon. It was most appreciated. Thanks, Kevin. Hope we can do it again soon.